بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد افلح من زكاها وقد خاب من دساها صدق الله العظيم This is a verse of surah al-shams which is in the 30th part of the Quran Sharif and Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala takes a number of qasams washamsi wa duhaha Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam by the sun and the brightness of the sun wal qamari idha talaha and Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam of the moon that comes day after so after Allah Ta'ala takes a number of qasams Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala then comes to the subject matter and what is the subject matter here qad aflaha man zakkaha that that person that has purified the nafs, whether it is from pride, whether it is from anger, whether it is from the greed of dunya, the love of dunya, whatever it might be, all the melodies of the heart, that that person that purified his nafs from all these things, that person has indeed attained success. And that person that has soiled the nafs, when all these qualities remain in the heart of the person, then the heart of the person is soiled. That person, Allah Ta'ala says, is certainly a failure. That's why Mulatanwi Rahmatullah used to say, that purification of the soul, the tazkiyah of the nafs, he says this is fard, this is compulsory upon a person. A person that's got a physical illness, he suffers in the world, but the moment he leaves the dunya, he passes away, finish, it's over now. You won't have to suffer that illness in the qabr. But for these illnesses of the heart, whether it's love of dunya, whether a person, he's got anger, he's got hatred, he's got malice in his heart, these are all illnesses of the heart. If a person didn't cleanse the heart in dunya, and he passed away, the problem only starts from there, from the qabr. So therefore Allah Ta'ala says, the man that cleansed the heart, that person is indeed successful. But if you have to look around the world, then you'll find that a very small percentage of the ummah, they actually go and clarify, cleanse their heart and purify the heart. Very few people go to mashayikh. Majority of the people, this is something that they're not even concerned about. So, Mulatami rahmatullahi our akabirin, our mashayikh were such, that they didn't look just at that small group of people that are going to mashayikh and want to cleanse the heart, that want to rectify their lives. They worried about the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So Mulatami rahmatullahi mentioned <coughs> that two things a person should do. If he doesn't want to go and sit by mashayikh, he's not interested in this department of deen, then two things that a person should do. The first thing Mulatami rahmatullahi says that take care, protect your aqidah, your fundamental beliefs, that look after your fundamental beliefs. Because we're living in such a time that a person can lose his iman at any particular time. In Jummah we discuss that at the time of the jal, how wouldn't a person be tested at that particular time? And the test is only on iman. So at any time a person he can lose his iman. Many times we discuss that the children in school, all the different theories, whether it's Darwin's theory of evolution, whether it is Bing Bang theory, whatever it might be. This is all the test on iman, a person can lose his iman. Another area that is of concern, which even ulama and scholars are getting involved in, 
is this interfaith dialogues, interfaith discussions. Our objective is, we invite them to the oneness of Allah wa ta'ala. Because we are on haq, we have the true deen with us. They are on batil, they are on kufr. How can we even sit and listen to what they have to say? How can we listen to their kufr? If they were on haq, then it was a different story. But they are on kufr, so therefore, there is no scope for us to engage in these type of interfaith dialogues and discussions and listen to them. And many a times, this goes to the church. And now they have come to the stage where they want to now come into the masajid. In the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the kuffar, they also came to Nabi alayhi salatu wasallam. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, let us come to a compromise. What is the compromise? That we prepared to bring iman. We prepared to make ibadat of Allah ta'ala. But you also make ibadat of our deities. And if you're not prepared to do this, then at least just kiss our deities, our idols. On that Allah Ta'ala reveal in the entire surah Kafirun, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ They say, O Kafirun, لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ I will never worship, I'm not going to worship what you worship. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ And you will not worship what I worship. And then finally Allah Ta'ala concludes that surah. And what does Allah Ta'ala says? لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَلِيَ دِينُ For you is your deen, you go your way. And for us is our way. If you want to accept what we are saying, by all means the doors are open. But we are not prepared to make ibadat and co- compromise on our deen. Meling the Ahle Kitab, the woman of Ahle Kitab of the Jews and the Christians, in principle it is permissible in Shariat. A person is permitted to get married to Ahle Kitab. But our ulama has strongly advised against it. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala in his time, Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman radiallahu ta'ala, he had gone to Madain. When he went to Madain, he got married to Ahle Kitab. So this news reached Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Immediately Umar radiallahu ta'ala wrote a letter to him. And he said, divorce her. So from there he wrote a letter back to Umar radiallahu ta'ala. That, oh Umar, is it haram for me to get married to Ahle Kitab? So Umar radiallahu ta'ala said, I'm not saying that it is haram to get married to Ahle Kitab. He says, generally the women of Ahle Kitab, they're unchaste women. They, you will get married to them. All the evil customs will come into you, our homes. So that is why I'm advising you, don't get married to Ahle Kitab. And according to Kitabul Athar of Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi, Imam Hanifa Rahmatullahi wrote that Umar radiallahu ta'ala, when he replied to that letter, he said, I give you a qasam in the name of Allah that before you put this letter down, divorce that woman that you have got married to. And then Umar radiallahu ta'ala said, the reason for this is that when people look at you, a senior sahabi of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, they will also start getting married to Ahl Kitab and our woman will be brushed aside. Another reason the ulama mentioned that we are permitted to get married to them. In principle, we are permitted to get married to them because we are supposed to bring them into our deen. But they have become so strong today that they'll pull us away and they pull our children away also. So exactly the same way these interfaith dialogues and discussions that we are supposed to win them over but today, they don't, they're not prepared to listen to what we have to say. No, we must compromise, listen to what we have to say. So we'll respect you, you respect us as well. It is mentioned that if we're sitting in that discussion, and you're going to respect them, you're going to accept what they're saying, that means you are happy with what they're saying. And that is kufr. And to be happy with any aspect of kufr, that becomes kufr. So this is no way that is this permissible in our shariat. The second thing, another area of concern, is the Abrahamic accord which the United Arab Emirates, 
they entered into with Israel. What is this Abrahamic Accord? This Abrahamic Accord is the Jews are telling us that our religion of origin, where our religion comes from, it comes from as Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And you Muslims, the origin of your religion is also Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. So when the origin is the same, there's no difference. We don't have to follow any other religion. We just go back towards Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and follow Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Whereas Quran has made it clear, مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ that Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was not a Jew. You saying your, your origin was Ibrahim alayhi salam. Quran is saying Ibrahim alayhi salam was not a Jew. Wala Nasraniya, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was not a Christian. Wala kin kana hanifam muslima. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was that person, Hanif. He turned away from all deans of falsehood. And he turned towards the one deen of haqq. That is the deen of Islam. He was a Muslim, one that submitted to the will of Allah ta'ala. وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Ibrahim alayhi salam was not from amongst those that ascribe partisan to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So this is also another deception of these kuffar. And another area of concern is today to joke about deen, to joke about Islam, it means absolutely nothing to us. To crack a joke about Allah's deen upon, about Nabi alayhi salatu salam, we don't even think twice. But in there, a person doesn't know, he just loses his iman. One person, he told another person, he told him to do something that was a sunnah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. So that person who was instructed in reply, he said, but it is only sunnah. It is only sunnah. So the man that gave the instruction, he said that indeed it is only a sunnah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. But in the tone that you have replied, that tone is a tone of kufr. That is not the tone that you are supposed to use. One husband and wife, they used to always have problems. So when they have their problems, then many a times the husband, he'll tell his wife talaq. He will give her, he will divorce her. So to him this is just a word, this is just talaq. So after some time this problem became serious. So she got some family members involved that come, you'll need to help us, you'll need to arbitrate for us. So when the family members came, then the wife brought up this point that every time there's an argument, he issues talaq. And how many talaqs is already issued? So he tells all those people that are there. Now look at how he treats the deen of Allah Ta'ala. He says, I'm giving you now in front of all of them, talaq, talaq, talaq. And then he says, tonight I'm going to sleep with this woman. So when a person, he plays with the deen of Allah Ta'ala in this way, then the aqidah of a person, the beliefs of a person becomes corrupt, he loses his iman immediately. So Mulatanwi Rahmatullah says that if you don't want to sit in the company of mashayikh, you don't want to make your islah, then one thing that you should do is take care of your aqidah, your fundamental beliefs. And the second thing which we'll finish off on, Mullah Tanwi Rahmatullah mentioned that anything that Allah Ta'ala has made haram, anything that Allah Ta'ala has made haram, don't try and look for a loophole and try and make it halal. Except it is haram. Allah Ta'ala has made it haram. If I'm involved in it, I'm in guna, I'm in sin. That person is still safe. The moment a person looks for a loophole and he tries to now legalize it, he tries to now make it halal for the people. Now he won't get the tawfiq of making tawbah. Now he won't repent. Now he won't turn to Allah ta'ala. The drinking of alcohol, this has been made haram in the Quran Sharif. Allah ta'ala has made it haram in the Quran Sharif. Whether a, when a person drinks in large quantity and it intoxicates him, even for him to drink just a sip of it, which will not intoxicate him, that also, that much also is haram. But today if you go into many Arab countries, Muslim countries, you'll find that they have beer. And what they write? Unintoxicating beer. So where we are? 
We are playing with the laws of Allah wa ta'ala. Swine, every part of that animal is najis ayn, is a makhluk of Allah wa ta'ala, undoubtedly. But every part of that animal, Allah ta'ala has made haram. You cannot even use the hair of that animal. That also has been made haram in shariat. So the kuffar, they eat what they call bacon. Some years back, I don't know if it still exists. But the Muslims, we made a similar type of a product with the halal meat. But we'll call it bacon and we will eat it. See, the resemblance. The resemblance with the kuffar. So that which Allah Ta'ala has made haram, stay away from it totally. In the banking system, previously it was called riba. Today they call it profits. But it's exactly the same thing. Insurance, it is totally haram. Today it's given the name of takaful. So what is haram? If we regard it as haram, we will be safe. The moment we try to legalize it, the, try, the moment we try to make something halal, then a person, he falls into danger. Capital punishments, today is not practiced anywhere in the world. Almost the entire world, nowhere we find that a person is killed, or if a person steals his hand, is cut. But we must accept that is the law of Allah Ta'ala. And what is the law of Allah Ta'ala? That is haq. Never do we move to the extent or go to the extent where we say that this is something barbaric like what the West is saying. There is a fear that a person is going to lose his iman. If for our family members, the women are not in parda, then accept it. That it is my fault, it is my shortfall that my women are not in parda. Make toba to Allah wa ta'ala. But never try to find a loophole to say that no, parda is not faraz. Farda is not obligatory. This is actually the laws of Allah wa ta'ala. So what are the laws of Allah wa ta'ala? Accept them that they are the laws of Allah wa ta'ala. If I cannot act on the laws of Allah wa ta'ala, it is my shortfall. I need to make tawbah and turn to Allah wa ta'ala. But don't meddle with the laws of Allah ta'ala. So this is a very important advice of Malatani rahmatullahi That two things, protect our aqidah. And number two, don't play with the laws of shariat. Allah ta'ala give us all tawfiq inshaAllah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا مولانا محمد وبارك وسلم فاذكروني أذكركم أنا جليس من ذكرني دل مراه جائك ميدانه تهيتو هاتهيتو هاتهيتو اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب وگل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل ایر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر لا الہ الا اللہ محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم الہی دل میں میرے غیر کا اثر نہ رہے سوائے تیرے کسی پر میری نظر نہ رہے تو کر بے خبر ساری خبروں سے مجھ کو الہی رہو ایک خبردار تیرا لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم 
کوئی مجھ سے پوچھے میں کیا مانگتا ہوں میں اپنے خدا سے خدا مانگتا ہوں ہو جائے میرا میں ہو جاؤں اس کا یہی رات دن میں دعا مانگتا ہو عطا کر دے وہ مجھ کو اپنی محبت میں اس کے سوا کچھ اور نہیں مانگتا ہو ناراضگی جس کی دوزخ سے بر کر اسی ذات کی مسردہ مانگتا ہو اصل مجھے دنیا کی خواہش نہیں میں بخشش مروز جزا مانگتا ہو لا الہ الا اللہ وسلم اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینا اور جام ہے اللہ جل جلالہ تعالی شانو اللہ 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 ایچے شیرین استناب شیر و شکر می شود جانم تمام اللہ 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 اپنے ملے کا پتا کوئی نشا تو بتا دے مجھ کو اے رب جہاں اللہ 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 Next week, inshallah, there will be a jalsa after the Maghrib Salah. But after Isha, inshallah, we'll continue as normal with Majlis. And the following week, on the 10th of December, inshallah, our youth class, uh, three students will be completing. So we won't have the program after Isha Salah. It will be after the Maghrib Salah. We'll have our Majlis, inshallah, on the 10th of December. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله ولك الملك كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وكلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعادك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم جزا الله عنا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله